0: Everyone, Marlena here from Edgy Gladiators, and I am super, super excited about tonight's podcast. We've been gone for a little bit, enjoying our Christmas break, and I hope each and every one of you have had a restful uh, and fun Christmas break. But we're back. We have a little teaser with our podcast tonight, and then our chat starts back on Saturday. So we're going to jump right into it because we have an amazing guest. Brendan Fetters from North Carolina, who's here with us tonight. Tell everyone hello, Brendan.
1: Hey everybody, Brendan Fetters in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're on our, our, our second day tomorrow of a, our um, snow day and we're iced in, in and has not been all that great of weather, but glad to be here tonight, definitely, and share. some of my genius, as uh, Angela Myers would say.
0: <laughs> awesome. We're so glad to have you. So glad to have you. Uh, if you did not jump into Brendan's uh, Edgy Gladiators chat that he moderated for us on in, on instructional coaches uh, a couple of months ago, now um, Brendan is an instructional coach in North Carolina, and I think teaching kind of runs in his blood. So, Brendan, you want to give us a little background about yourself and some fun yeah, facts? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I'm actually a third generation educator. So, my mom was a career teacher. So, I grew up going to the high school with my mom and. As much as my mom would fight it as a, as a kid growing up, I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be in education in some capacity. Both my mom's parents, my maternal grandparents, were both teachers as well. And then my aunt, my dad's sister, is a teacher. And then my dad's cousin uh, just retired as a superintendent up in Ohio as well. Um, the first one to go into elementary in my family. But, I mean, I, like I said, third-generation education educator. I love it. And... Uh, I love going into the administrative roles, which I'm doing now as a curriculum coach. And I did um, I went to NC State for my MSA, my school administration program. And I truly love having an impact on the kids and um, the teachers in our school, and then the, our fellow IRTs in the district and just communicating and networking and building that PON.
0: That's awesome, Brandon. And I love that you come from a family of educators. Uh, I do as well. We were chatting a little bit before going live tonight, and I was telling him that my mom is a retired middle school principal. Uh, her brothers, both of her brothers, were high school uh, high school teachers and one brother uh, a district office supervisor. And I'm the one that said I would never go into teaching growing up like that. I'm like, I, you're nuts. I would never do that. And here I am, right? And I love it. I love it. Um, and one of the things that really made me... Uh, in the last, I'd say, probably five years, really love education, It's being connected. And that's what we're talking about tonight, mm-hmm. about being a connected uh, educator. So, Brendan, first question. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What does it mean to be a connected educator?
1: I think, for me, being connected just in general means uh, having that extra resource, uh, like I think on a daily basis for me, like one of the first things I do when I come into my office every morning, I fire up my my laptop, I fire up um, email, and I fire up TweetDeck every morning. Uh Twitter's a integral part of my my connectivity. Uh, I have have my initial PLN like the the big umbrella, and then I have also my my smaller PLN my um. Fellow instructional resource teachers, which I am in our district, that I I call on those six or seven IRTs constantly for um, ideas in, in terms of integrating technology and um, curriculum into the into instruction. Then I have my group of seven or eight uh, uh, technology people in our district who are my quote unquote tribe, and they're they have a my my tribe of Kyle Hampstra and Melanie Farrell and some of them that you you might be familiar with. Um, they just wonderful people that I can michael parker west great people that i can call on any any day to um, ask questions about that bounce things off of and then i have my pln of people from from out north carolina that i've connected with face to face in ed camps and then i connect have my people from the united states um the marlena Groves Taylors of the world that i've never have never <laughs> never connected with face to face yet but that i can ask things of all the time bounce ideas off of um, Angela Myers and and, um, people like that throughout the country.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. And I think that's what made me really enjoy, particularly these last uh, five years or so, especially when I was in the building uh, as a principal, really enjoy my time there, is is being connected and having a worldview, uh, a, a greater global perspective of what does education look like in all of these different places. Now, Brendan and I share a little bit, a little bit together, a little bit of history because I taught in North Carolina as well. For those of you that are just joining in tonight, I uh, you may not know this, but I'm originally from Louisiana, hence my LSU cup, and why I can watch or do this podcast and not watch the game because my Tigers won their bowl game uh, and aren't in the championship game tonight. That'll be next year. But my uh, travels have uh, brought me to. Georgia to Gwinnett County. Anybody out there from Gwinnett County, super huge county, love that. Love, love, love Gwinnett. Uh, To North Carolina and Hickory, North Carolina, for all of the North Carolina folks that are watching tonight, uh, to here in Nashville, which I like to call Nash Vegas. So I appreciate staying connected to not only my my peers and my colleagues in those places, but just expanding my PLN. Um, But you know, Brendan, how did you get connected? Because you've been in North Carolina for quite some time now, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I um, I was born and raised in Ohio. like I um, We talked about off-air a little bit, but it's actually recruited by Wake County Schools many, many years ago now, uh, 11, 12 years ago, and been here ever since. But it, it, I have to give my connectivity story to a former principal of mine um, at uh, Powell Elementary in downtown Raleigh. Chaz Miller, he, uh, one of my mentors, my heroes in education, my biggest heroes, he, uh, is way back in 2011. And I actually, um, I, I mentioned the Marlene off the air. I did an ASCD blog post, actually my initial blog post ever. My, my foray into blogging was telling my connectivity story. And it was back in 2011. As a fourth grade teacher, I had transferred from a, one of our year-round schools in our district to um, Mr. Miller's school at Powell Elementary because I wanted to do the traditional calendar and I wanted to do the magnet theme and wanted to broaden my horizon. And at the time, it was uh, uh, Twitter was pretty much Beyonce and um, this it was the latest thing, you know, like the, the kind of like the Hollywood gossip. Um, that was the the mantra of Twitter at that time. And he required everybody and every teacher, every certified staff in this, this school to tweet twice a week, which was a feat. And he I mean, introduced us all to TweetDeck, introduced us to Twitter. Uh, at that time, it was even tricky to get um, our, our district had not fully embraced social media at that time. They have now 110 percent. But at the time, it was we had to like mobile.twitter.com to get on the computer. Most people didn't have smartphones then. So there were some a lot of um, uh, hurdles to get around, but at the time it was just a classroom promotion for me. A few years later, I, I mean, as time progressed, I started to do more school-wide promotions. It's, as the year I did my administrative internship, I started to do district promotions, uh, school promotions, and different classroom happenings throughout the school. And then I started to tap into my PON after that, and it, the PON started to go into ed camps, which started to go into Voxer, which started to blossom into. I've even started to get into social other social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram to build my PON with with still while still Twitter's still the background of my PON. It's uh, it's it's a it's expanded every year and the outreach has become more and it's, it's revitalized uh, connectivity and Twitter has, t- especially Twitter has totally revitalized. My career has totally taken it a different direction. I mean, it was still heading in a positive path, but where it is, where I am now would not be where I am now. We wouldn't be having this conversation tonight with, um, people across the country, it's just you and I in general, without without technology, without the connectivity piece that we're, that we both are as connected educators.
0: That's awesome, Brendan. And you know what I find really interesting is that, for me, my first foray into building my global PLN was Twitter, but you mentioned that you had, that you actually wrote a blog, is that mm-hmm. right? That's correct. So yeah. One of uh, One of your fans on our live on our live chat. And hey, if you're listening in, please feel free to drop any questions or your thoughts. Uh, we'll be posting some questions as well for Brendan tonight. But we have Leslie Canard uh, asked, how do you decide what to blog about?
1: Oh my gosh, that's that's a good question. Well, I'm, I, I just started blogging last um, last summer with when I, or I guess it was last spring when I did that ASCD Edge post. And then I really kicked it into high gear a few months ago when we had our, our district's um, technology symposium. We had George Koros come in, and I left to listen to his presentation about blogging. And that's when it really went into overdrive. And so every, I make it a point every Friday or Saturday, sometime on the weekend, I make sure I sit down for fifteen, maybe even just ten minutes, and just blog, plow it through. Um, like the my latest blog, for example, was just about the inconvenience of this weather and how we have to we have to have flexibility. I, I mean, it. you heard so many people complaining about, oh, my gosh, we, we just have a new governor in North Carolina. He had to rearrange his entire schedule to have a swearing-in ceremony where it's usually outdoors. He had to do it indoors. And in the whole scheme of things, is that really a big a deal? No. It's, um, it's just a flexibility piece. So it's just, I mean, and another time, it was the what I mean. I blogged about the gifts of our holiday gifts and how I made an impromptu visit at my old school and how kids and teachers and everybody would come up to me and just gave me. It was just one of the most inspirational moments of that week that was totally impromptu. I blogged about it. Just anything that I feel inspired about, anything that that that. um that means something to me at that particular moment. It, it could be something i planned a few days ahead of time, or it can be totally last minute like this this last blog was.
0: And if you haven't read Brendan's uh, flexibility blog, you should definitely read that. Uh, because one of the one of the values of being connected is, you know, when you're blogging, no matter what it might be about, because you can share that with your PLN or folks that follow you. You're enriching um, their tool belt. You know, you're adding tools to their tool belt. And I love reading. I love reading uh, blogs from educators, and I love being tagged in them because it might spark another blog for me. Like, oh, I didn't think about that, and I have this thought about this topic. Uh, but I definitely love reading Brendan's blogs, and I'm so glad he tags me in those. Um, Brendan, you have a couple of questions from our live chat, so if you don't mind, I'm going to ask a few. Uh, one of the questions that several folks have asked here uh, from Christine to, uh, let's see, Jesse Gore as well is-
1: All right, Jesse.
0: Yeah, you know those names?
1: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's Wake County. <laughs>
0: Um, is that how do you get what advice do you give teachers and I'm going to add leaders in that because a lot of times leaders could be the last ones to join in but what advice do you give teachers and leaders that don't see the value in Twitter or are being connected for themselves or for their students
1: okay well in, you know initially my um, uh, like my initial forward like I talked about was it was required um, which was which was powerful but you had a lot of you have a lot of uh, resistance from that but i think a, a lot of and definitely at my my current situation if i just take the time before school after school during someone's planning uh, if i make a sacrifice on mine to sit down at someone to show them what what i do and what what i'm doing so it's not oh gosh there's brendan he's tweeting all day that's all he does all day this not that kind of a, not that kind of an attitude if once these people see and, and once you sit, once you sit down with them and actually show them through it, it helps to see the value. Like, like I give the example of one of the greatest examples of the power of connect, being a connect, connected educator I can think of is uh, uh, our district is big under the four C's and what was given to us by, by at our instructional coaches meeting was fantastic, but I wanted to take it up or a notch or two because the principal, I the principal asked me, he's like, Brendan, will you roll this out to the staff the day before Christmas break, the day before holiday break? I'm like, oh, this is great. But, yeah. you know, they're thinking about this holiday shopping. They're thinking about being away with their family. And um, it's an early release day. I've got to give this this huge rollout. So I immediately reached out to Dr. Stephen Weaver, and because he's the, the guru of, of four C's. At the time, he was still in North Carolina, but he's and he's still someone I connect to, even though he's in Arkansas now. But um, I reached out to my like Stephen. I've got this. I've got a lot of resources coming in from the district about this four C rollout. What do I do? I said I want. I want. This is a level three star material. I Have right now. I want it to be a, a four. Um, what? How do I take it to the next level? And he said, you know what, I've got some great examples uh, I could, I could help you out with. He had some photos, some photos. He emailed me. He of uh, kids working in collaborative spaces and this like to sort out. So people would be up and up and moving around the room. It was, it was a whole staff PD, but they were, as the staff was sorting things out, he said, uh, Dr. Weber s- suggested some different um, activities they could do. Some of them I took, some of them I kind of took myself and improvised, and it was it, it was one of those PDs that, that the staff still came up to me, like, after the break, like, hey, we, how, how am I gonna integrate the four Cs like you talked about? I like what, and this had this really rich conversations based on that, and it would have been an okay, professional development, but it was one of the best PD I've ever given, and that was, uh, large part because of my connectivity, that I was able to have that that extra resource, that extra layer.
0: What a powerful, powerful mm-hmm. testimony to the power of being connected. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm reading the the chat right here, um, Kenneth McKee who's first time on YouTube Live, Kenneth, yes, YouTube right. Live is a thing. It's awesome. Uh, he said that he suggested that we remind people that they can go as deep as they want. Um, that some, uh, some folks are high users and some aren't, but that's the beauty of being uh, on these different uh, apps and different platforms is you find one that works for you, and then you control how much or how little you know, that you're on it. And I think that's a great, great point to make. Um, I think you're going to always have the laggards uh who just refuse to be connected uh or it might take them much much longer but i think it's important when you are starting this journey and, and i love to hear your thoughts brendan on this is to find your tribe find that group to keep you inspired even though others in your building or your district may not be um may not be as progressed as you are with mm-hmm. that what do you say
1: i think absolutely I, we have um like I look at our, how, how you take Twitter, how you take that connectivity piece, it, it's it's truly just personalized professional development in the most honest pure way there is. I, we have in one of our um, instructional coaches at our school, our literacy coaches, is a writing guru and she loves writing. She uses Twitter almost exclusively to get ideas for, to hone her writing craft and to hone the craft. of. Uh, the teachers for their their teaching at the school of writing and the students to foster that love of writing, and that's what that's almost what, entirely what she focuses on, which is perfect for her role, which is perfect for what her learning, and it has totally re, um, revolutionized Fran's career as well as it has mine. Even though she focuses almost exclusively on that one part, and I think having your own niche, whether it's just if some some principals want to expand just just their actual Facilitative leadership aspects of that, and once once they're in that, then they might get okay. I might hook into this, the EdCamp movement from that. I know we have several principals in our district who have really started to embrace the, the Ed EdCamp movement, and it's been through people like like myself and like like Kenny McKee. He's, he's huge out. He just mentioned him. He's huge out in Western Wake, Wake, uh, or Western North Carolina with um with Ed in the EdCamp movement. And uh, just just the more the more exposure to it, the more they see, the more they just come to it. I think no matter no matter your role in education, it, it's going to change. It's going to change you for the positive.
0: Absolutely. And as a you know, as a leader, I feel too because um, someone in here mentioned like yes, thanks for adding leaders. I think it's important that we need to model and we need to share our uh, maybe some of our fears or our concerns when we're jumping into building our PLN. A lot of times as leaders, and I know I have several here that are listening in and that are also uh, chatting live with us, a lot of times we want to come across as being perfect all the time and like, mm-hmm. we got this. We are. Okay. We understand everything. Oh my gosh, I understood so little. That's why I love having a PLN so they could help fill in the blanks and also um, sharing that with my teachers and having lunch and learns where I would say, hey, okay, let's get your Twitter started or let me show you this great conversation that I had or this great resource that I found or this great person I connected with on Twitter um, and just showing them. And that that has gone a long way um, in encouraging uh, teachers and even other principals and even other central office people to take a leap of faith and and see what happens. So I love that. One more question, Brendan, that we have right now going is, um, let's see here. What blogs should the folks listening in and chatting in? What are some What are some of your favorite blogs that uh, they should also check out?
1: Well, at blogs in general, I really love the um, ASCD Edge, which as I mentioned earlier. I mean, that's that was my first foray into blogging was on that. There's some great resource, some great educational resources of all kinds on um, ASCD Edge and ASCD in general. Um, but i mean if you like to me i I've really and he, i know he's in my district and he's in my tribe and he's of course he's part of my pon but kyle hamster has some great material out there he's he's so deep um it's and uh also uh, some of the work that uh like i mentioned earlier uh michael parker west has some great some great blogs out there i really, really like him george corus's blog another wake county person um oh goodness uh plug us in I cannot think of his name for to save me right now but it'll, I know the handle. <laughs> it'll, uh, it'll it'll come to me later on um, but the, the great this great we have some great resources right here and then um, throughout the country too and and, and uh, up in Canada in the case of George
0: absolutely and if you're wondering uh, where to start your your hunt definitely go visit edgy gladiators click on the Warriors tab and uh, we have a great group of folks that uh, that are responsible and really keep this movement going and inspired. Great group of folks that are regular bloggers, um, BAM Network bloggers, just yes. amazing, amazing talent there, uh, like Ryan Jackson, Sine Bell, Sean Thumb uh, Paul O'Neill, um, just some great, great folks. Derek McCoy is in that group. Eric Thank Francis uh, Colleen Skiles is in that group. I mean, it's just an amazing group. So that's definitely a place that you can go and uh, start your, uh, building your blog, building your PN, PLN, follow all those folks. I promise they'll follow you back uh, and, and just continue to grow. Uh, so Brendan, we've been talking a lot about Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And that is definitely a popular one now. It's definitely made a comeback
1: yes.
0: uh, <laughs> and it's super popular now but that's not the only way to stay connected. Some folks in the chat have listed uh, some other ways, such as Facebook pages, Facebook groups, uh, Voxer. Uh, tell us a few other ways that folks can get connected. If they're not, Twitter's just isn't their
1: thing. Okay. I uh, I mentioned Voxer earlier. Uh, that, that's one that I use a little bit. I have two groups that I'm a part of it in that, that I use on a regular there. And the big ones are, we have an NC ed group, which is connected educators all across North Carolina. And that's good. I mean, I do a lot of lurking in that one. I'm on the, on my commutes to and from work or from going to the district office or wherever I'm going. um, These are about 20, 30 minute commutes, No matter where I'm going for my, my um, position, but uh, I usually have podcasts on, but sometimes I'll just put on, um, Voxer, and if there's some really good Voxes going on in that group, um, I'll just put them through the Bluetooth and just listen to them a lot. And sometimes I might pop in, contribute, because that that the the power of that voice um, it is a is a, a, a very powerful um, component, I believe, with Voxer. I my my number one success story with Voxer was when I um, when I first came to my in my current position, I. I liked where the social media was. It's kind of. I'm, I'm going to go back to Twitter a little bit, but I'm going. It's going to. It's going to keep. In, it's going to keep on track. Where, with um, with Voxer, and I um, I liked where things were going. Like we had a school web page. We had we had a um, we had some, not a school web page, but a school Twitter page. We had that going, but we didn't have a hashtag yet. And the principal, who was one of our leading people in the district, I had to convince him of what. What the hashtag was, the power of it. How we need a we need a school-wide hashtag. I want to incorporate the school, the school uh, name in some in some capacity, and I would like the 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 mascot, but I want to be a fairly limited number of characters. He said, "Well, what are some ideas?" I said, "I don't know. Let me reach out to Voxer." So I whipped out that phone and right there, right there in the principal's office, and I was like, "You know what? Let's 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 explore Voxer together," and he was a believer at that point. I, mean, I just pushed it in. I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm this is my situation. And I, within about 15 minutes, this had reached around a hundred educators in North Carolina. This question of, this is my situation. These are our school names. This is our school. This is our school mascot. This is our, is our school, um, um, acronym. What do I do with this in order to make it like, so it's going to stand out. And then within, I'd say within about 10, 15 minutes, I had a pretty good idea. I had some, some text messages that came in through it. I had some voice messages that came in. And then there was, at that point, I was like, you know what? Let's piece this one together, this one together. And then this third little piece we can piece together. And then that's what came up with WES, capitalized, lowercase source. So that the two S's were separated. And it was it, it's, gone, it's gone from there. That's that's one of my examples of Voxer.
0: I love that. I love that. You can also use Voxer, uh, and please put in the chat, guys, uh, ways that you might use it. But you can use Voxer to connect teachers together as well. I have, uh, I know a lot of principals that use Voxer as kind of like their internal intercom system, and the the administration will, you know, leave uh, quick messages or if it's something that needs to come out right away on the Voxers if uh, if their school is, you know, uh, a bring your own technology or just a, a tech friendly school. So you can use it that way. You can also use it for book clubs with teachers, uh, and also for definitely the high school level with kids. As you see behind me, I am like, even though I like to say I'm 28 forever, <laughs> and Brandon has seen this like on a lot of our posts on my Facebook, uh Okay, I am 28, but I love to read, and it was a struggle for me to jump onto social media, believe it or not, because I love to read. Once I realized I could use Boxer to deepen um, my love for books and connect with people, like Read for Fun, uh, which is a chat, a Twitter chat, but also a Boxer group, uh, that just made it all the better, you know. So you can do book studies with your staff. You can do teachers can can connect that way, and so can students, having them part part of that, you know. So Brendan, all right, who's your superhero?
1: Oh, superhero. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'd have to say, gosh, tough one. I'm going to go with Batman because he's, he's kind of mysterious. And I think sometimes, I don't know if it's, it's just, well, I wouldn't say he's mis- he's mysterious, but he, he definitely does his own thing and stays on his own track and doesn't really care what that, uh, the entire outside world thinks of him. And a lot of times that's how I am. I just kind of, I stay, I stay on my track. I love this, the phrase, stay in your lane. I love that. And I that's how I operate every day. And I have my, my core group of people, my core group of PON, and I reach out to them a lot. And. I, I always make sure I stay on that path, and and and. The, but I'm not afraid to go off the road less traveled. Sometimes I I blogged about that one recently too.
0: Yeah, so. you actually did. You know, um, if you're not following Brendan BrendanFetters.com, you definitely need to. Uh, Brendan, you wrote a blog uh, recently called Unwritten, and I asked you, was this your one word 2017? Uh, because it's so wonderful. So definitely check that out. But on in that blog. You had two quotes that I want to uh, just get your thoughts on. One quote that you had was by Tony Robbins. No matter how many mistakes you make or how slow you progress, you're still way ahead of everyone who isn't trying. So how do you keep, um, how do you keep folks motivated to keep trying if they, so they get frustrated with Twitter or say they get frustrated with Voxer? How do you keep them motivated to still stay connected?
1: there's I just I look out of this there are this so many avenues with within Twitter that just um, and within within Voxer and um, in terms of like like what what's your what what you want to um, what you want to get out of it and I I just I just think that it's something that it's just it's just part of my part of my daily life so much and it it takes while. It's, it's, it's kind of like the airplane it takes a little while to go. I mean, before it gets in the air, it takes it, it has to get, get up speed on the ground in order to take off. And that's kind of how it is with Twitter. I mean, I, I think of when my, how I used Twitter five, six years ago when I was just getting started is totally different than what I am now. I didn't I didn't have a PLN. Um, in 2011, 2012, and I was just getting started. It was totally, this is Brendan's classroom. This is what he's trying to do. But now it's totally evolved, and the more it evolves, the more that PLN grows and the more people you get to, you get to meet face-to-face or meet, um, connect with through Twitter and, and stay connected with through Twitter, even those people you've met face-to-face, that it, it, is, it grows and grows and grows, and you get to have... Um, You're just constantly learning. You're constantly growing. I mean, it's just, and and I I just think of like last last year when we had um, at our our district spring convergence, and I was talking with Phil Eccles uh, um, there, and and he was just he just mentioned to me about, and I think I think I'm pretty much a a Twitter pro or whatever, and I know he is too. And we were talking, he said, "Have you ever put people on lists before?" I was like, "I don't do that." Like, no, I don't. And he started to show me how he put. Put in list, and it was like, okay, here I am, quote unquote, the Twitter Pro, and my mind's blown by Phil Eccles right now. So something like that. I mean, something I use I use lists every uh, quite often now to categorize what. So it, you're just you're constantly learning, you're constantly evolving, whether it's face to face with connected educators or afar with connected educators from them, learning together.
0: I love that, and I love I follow Phil. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> He's good. I'm a fan. I'd love to meet him one day. Um, You know, one of the things, too, when we talk about being connected educators, it's not just about being connected to uh, each other and to other educators across the country or across uh, the globe, but also to our students. Because in our classrooms right now, we have Gen Zers. And if you haven't heard of that term, that is the next generation group after millennials. And they are kids that are in your classrooms right now. K-12. These are kids that have never known life without a computer, without technology. And so when we incorporate technology and as we become better uh, at using these and leveraging these tools, we're really speaking our kids' love language. So just want to encourage everyone to also not miss that connection that you can have with your students. Um, For leaders, it's really, really tough. To stay connected, if you're a principal of, you know, 1,200, 2,000, uh, I've done both, uh, you know, student body population, but I really have to rely on my social media to stay connected with them. Have that hashtag. Have kids, you know, put that hashtag as they're posting examples of them living up to whatever that hashtag might be. So, definitely want you guys to remember that to stay connected with your students. Brendan, there's one last quote that you had in this same post of unwritten that I I wanted you to share uh, a little bit about. It says, and this is a quote by Brendan Fetters. So I love it, love it, love it. I'm going to snag it and put it on our edgy gladiators page. Be mindful of who you surround yourself with. Always stay on the path toward positivity that leads you to hashtag strive for greatness and hashtag become better why did you write that what does that mean
1: okay well i, I have to give credit where credit is due become better is phil eckles all the way but <laughs> they quote phil again but um for, for me it's just um i i'm always mindful of being positive every day and i never really realized how, how much. Of, of what my social media is or how I carry myself every day until several people in my PON, a lot of my tribe, like, Brennan, you need to, like, we're doing this presentation and we want you to talk about how you use social my, media every day to spread your positivity. And so I, I every day I'll do a celebrate, Mo- every Monday, celebrate Monday, do a Tootling Tuesday. Um, somebody in our district, Renee White, a dear friend of mine, uh, she, we've presented together, she does, um, She's, she's actually the creator of Tooling Link Tuesday, mm-hmm. so I would do that every Tuesday. Um, Wednesday Wisdom, I do a, um, I do one on Thursday. I do a Follow Friday, and then usually with some kind of motivation on Sunday. Um, Sunday Inspiration, I'll do that as well. And that's just part of it's. I always try to find a silver lining in any, every situation. I might have even used that term in the blog, but I use it a lot um, on my day to day. And that it kind of goes back to like what I talked about with the uh, the the flexibility blog post and how that's there's a silver lining in that situation. Every in every situation, no matter how dark and dreary things may may uh, being upset, being and down and is not going to get anything accomplished. What's just put it aside and move forward. So I always always look for that and just try to avoid that these negativities that are around the world so much. So. So you find it, you find it and uh, you embrace it and you move it along.
0: I love that. As um, Dr. Martin Luther King says, light drives out darkness, right? Love drives out hate. I love all of those different ways you mentioned of, of constantly putting that positivity out there with uh, celebrate Monday by my good friend, Sean, to joyful leaders, Bethany Hill to, you know, the tooling Tuesdays. It's just so many ways and so many opportunities to be positive positive. Plus, we're being great role models to our students who follow right. us on these yeah. social media platforms, how to use it correctly and how to be positive. It's been an amazing half hour. Our time is up. Uh, a great chat, and this chat is, is live and will still be here after we sign off. So. Please go back if you hadn't had a chance to read the chat. You're you're going to find a lot of great resources and ideas there. Be sure to connect with some of those folks there. And Brendan, in Wake County, how can they connect with you?
1: Uh, You can find me at at Brendan Fetters, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-F-E-T-T-E-R-S. That's my Twitter. It's also my Voxer. and you can connect with me there. That's pretty easy. And then, like you mentioned earlier, um, the, uh, the blog website is brendanfedters.com. It's a Word, WordPress, and all of my, my blogs that I put on the WordPress are there. I'm also in the, the connectivity blog we mentioned earlier. Is out. ASCD Edge. You can just type in Brendan Fetters, and they, those three or four blogs I put on ASCD should be there as well.
0: And if you are not following gladiators please make sure you do that. Uh, you can visit our website, sign up for our free newsletter that we send out every week. We have free webinars going on as well, edugladiators.com, eduglatiators with an S. You can follow us on Twitter, Gladiators. If you are uh, super, super, super current and on Insta, because that's what all the all the kids call it, not Instagram, <laughs> Insta. We are, yeah. uh, we just started our Instagram account and we also have a Facebook page. We would love for you to like our page and we have a Google plus page as well. So lots of ways to get connected. And if you're watching tonight, hit subscribe on the video. So you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Gladiators, And you can always come back and look at past uh, podcasts, uh, past shows, anything at all, uh, webinars, anything like that, you can look at that as well. And gladiator to come to your school or district, of course, we're happy to do that as well. But uh, I just want to thank you, Brendan, for the uh, championship game to speak and share about being connected.
1: Absolutely. I loved it. Thank you for having me.